Hey y'all, it's Danielle. Taikina and I decided that given all of the drastic things that have happened in the past 12 days with Donald Trump assuming the presidency of the United States, that we needed to change things up a bit for our 18th episode and drop an episode a little bit early. We try to keep it light, but we discuss what soon will be looked at as a very dark time in our nation's history. A time when ignorance, lies, and fears were allowed to run rampant. And we've decided that we must resist. So that's what this episode is for. So that we can work towards resisting every day and every way. We know we promised a summation of Obama's legacy, but we felt that given the current climate of our nation, this absolutely takes precedent. But don't worry. It's Black History Month. We got y'all. All right. Let's eat. Catch me outside. How about that? How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Word on the street is that Taikin Cooper is now in the counter and tail pro program. Um, excuse me? You spoke, you were a little low. I didn't hear what you said. They are watching. I've been going smack at Donald Trump. My dad literally the other day was like, please don't say anything that has them coming for us in the night. Because <laughs> I just can't contain it. And I I, I don't know, my, my fingers, my Twitter fingers have been on fire lately. Have I've been it. tweeting all day, all night, trying not to tweet at work. Unfortunately, this debacle <laughs> has consumed me. <laughs> like... I, I know go, it's not funny, but dang, the mockle. I go to bed, like watching the news about this stuff, like listening to podcasts about it, finding all these crazy articles. I wake up, the same thing. It's like every time I get a, a free moment, like I'm even scheduling tweets to go at Trump now. It's been a lot. And it's only been 12 days. 12? Yeah. Just 12. Just 12. I've been consumed by it too. Like I get up and that's the first thing I want to know is like, what has he done since I've been asleep? And during my job, I'm getting alerts. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Twitter is constantly fire. I will. I do appreciate Twitter. I mean, congratulations to Beyonce. I had to throw that out there. She's, you know, got two babies in the bundle. But aside from stuff like that, like. But, but hold, side note. She has more people of color in her body right now <laughs> than Trump has in his cabinet. Not of color, black people. Well, he doesn't have any Latinos in his cabinet either. No. But he is Elaine Chow. That's one. And Ben Ben Carson. So that's that's two well, people Nikki of color. Hill. More. Nikki, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I do, like, I have stress from it. I try not to let it affect me, but really, you get, like, I just get high, my pulse starts racing, my heart starts going. I've had nightmares. Really? Legitimate nightmares. I had, I want to label it a panic attack, but it wasn't quite a panic attack. But I definitely like had to sit down when it happened, when he issued his most recent ban, which Sean Spicer doesn't want to call a ban, but. Donald Trump refers to as a ban. Oh, wait, did you, did you just say Donald Trump? There's no president. Because I, I seem to remember our last our last episode, it was troubling when people didn't put the handle in front of 
Donald, okay, hey, listen, listen. Donnie, the Trumpster's first name. And I'm just, you got to let the people know. Let's stay consistent here. Where's where's your handle? Coop? I stand corrected about everything that I said about Donald Trump prior to this. What? <laughs> listen. <laughs> Wait, I just need to like, I need a moment. Just look, to look, like, look, you were right. This. Shut up. You were right. I know. I just can we just have a moment to just no, like, no, to no. let that sink in. Listen, I still respect the office, but he is contrary to anything that we've ever seen in our history before. And he's Donald Trump. That's what I'm referring to him as Donald Trump. I'm going to take this moment. He's an internet troll that's posing as president of the United States. I'm, I'm going to take this moment to say, I told you so, but I am so glad that you have made it to this side of the fence. We welcome you. I will not tell you I told you so again. You'll not hear me say I told you so again outside of the other the two times that I just said it because I had to get it out again from me. Welcome. We are so pleased to have you with us. Listen. Sup, Donald? This dude has no respect for the office or the Constitution, and I'm just going to treat him as such. So, you know, I've studied every presidency extensively. I've never seen anything like it, even though Andrew Jackson was terrible, but not in his first 12 days in this manner. Andrew Jackson was despicable. Yeah, he was horrible. And the fact that Donald Trump and whomever, especially Ben Carson, they just like love him. I and I'm not sure that I expected much else from him. The way that he's carried himself, it's really funny to me when I watch people and they talk about his first hundred days of his presidency. Because really, we should have just been focused on the first hundred hours in a way that we probably haven't for done for anyone else. Because he really came in, and it's really funny to me because Kellyanne Conway, she keeps calling him a man of action. She keeps saying he holds on to his promises, which, terrifyingly enough, nothing that he's done is anything that he didn't promise on the campaign. Absolutely nothing. And so one of the funny things, the funniest things for me, is there's a, and I'm blanking on them, I'm always blanking on the name, but... I will find the person who created it, but it's a Tumblr account called areyousorryyet.com and it's hilarious. No, it's, it's not. It's hilarious. No, it's, not. it's so funny because it's all of these Trump voters who were trolling other people prior to the start of the election who now are tweeting like, why would you do this? My husband has a green card or why are you raising you know, mortgage rates on my house. This is not what you promised. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I just sit there and I I laugh because I'm like, did you not listen to him at all? Nothing. Please don't take away my my affordable health care. Wait, wait, wait. So you, how'd how'd you miss that though? No, Trump was taking away a Obamacare, not the Affordable Care Act. Right, right, right. Because it's not the same thing. <laughs> so there, that's just kind of, it's scary. It's very scary. It's people's lives. But there are sometimes because it becomes so overwhelming 
Like but we have just, to laugh about them. Yeah, you just gotta find some of the smallest, smallest bits of humor. And what I, I'm not saying what he's done is hilarious because it's definitely going to have negative impacts on people's lives. But you have to break the tension. But yeah, you have to break the tension. And are you sorry yet? Dot com. If you still can't get away, I guess from the Trump news because I kind of, I'm kind of worried he's going to bring back something crazy like abolition of the 13th amendment or something so you got to pay attention but you can go back and you can watch uh you can look at are you sorry yet.com because you get the same kind of news but it's just funny because it's from so many people who are so stressed out about it so this is a difficult episode for us to record but we think it's something that's definitely necessary so i'm identifying this period of time as a national crisis tell me more well Donald Trump is attacking everything about our constitutional republic, like everything from the separation of church and state. Absolutely. To our system of checks and balances. Absolutely. And we can talk a little bit more about that in a little while tonight. But the system of government that I've grown to appreciate in spite of over the past 28 years is being attacked by literally by the hour. I would argue that Donald Trump has no functioning knowledge of constitution of the constitution or constitutional history. So while I really want to be like, he's doing this on purpose, I just really feel like he thought that, oh, I'm president, so I can just do whatever I want. Well, Donald Trump has no idea, no idea of the concept of accountability. Or how to use a thesaurus. <laughs> good and best <laughs> are his favorite words and sad smart and smart terrible and i hope you like i hope you like who i nominated <laughs> <laughs> but he has no i you know he has no working knowledge of the concept of accountability because he's never been accountable to anyone absolutely not he he could hire people to build things and then just be like oh you know i really i think i'm gonna pay you half yeah when he was younger his, when it rained, because he was a paper boy, because his father was trying to teach him responsibility, you can fact check me. He would deliver papers when it rained out of the back of a limo. He didn't have to deliver paper in, like, in the rain. He understands nothing about what accountability means. He's yeah. never been held accountable yeah, and, for and, anything. And so, you know, that's the funny thing, because four years ago when Mitt Romney was running, like the whole thing was... Hey, Mitt, you can't even tell us how much a gallon of milk costs, right? Right. And so then, like, your cars even have elevators. You're so out of touch. But that that notion really didn't come up with Donald Trump this time. Which is because his rhetoric made people overlook that. Because he could put on, well, I want to say a show, but I really feel like that's the way he is. He just said whatever came out of his mouth. People were like, oh, this is the common man. This is why he can do what he does and change all of the drapes in the White House to gold. Like he's living in some lavish palace. People, that's what I said, I think, maybe not last episode, but the episode before when Kellyanne Conway was saying like, this was a rejection of the elites. He is the elite. He is a man who's been able to be incredibly mediocre in life, yet because of his background and the money that he comes from, 
is continuously allowed to do horrible things over and over and over again with no accountability. So yeah, he ran for president. He he probably had never even, he probably couldn't even tell you the first couple of words of the preamble. We the people. If you, I bet you if we'd walked up to him and asked him that, he probably would not have been able to tell us that. But he's he feels qualified enough to run for the president of the United States, which is why... Now that he's president, he's like, well, I got here doing whatever I wanted to do before. I'm going to keep doing I'm going to keep doing what I want to do. Yeah, so, so, so let's just review what Donald Trump has did over all the of past the, 12 days. All of the things that he's just been like, hey, I want to do this. So bump the Constitution, bump the will of the people, bump everything that everybody's done to set president prior to me. This is what I want to do. So let's go. He's lied to the American people. And I mean, like, blatantly lied to the American people on numerous occasions. And some of it is just like the dumbest lies ever. A little white lie? Not even a like a big, white, mediocre lie. <laughs> a lie that breeds mediocrity wherever it goes. And he does it through Sean Spicer, who is the White House press secretary, but he also does it through his Twitter account. He's basically trained people that if it doesn't come out of Fox News, if it doesn't come out of his press secretary's mouth or people that come out of the White House or it comes, doesn't come out of his mouth, then it's fake news. It's not you, true. You don't see what you really see. Exactly. And, uh, Which is scary. Of, speaking of, I was listening to a case study earlier today about like Trump's reach compared to Fox News or MSNBC. It's ridiculous. And so MSNBC, the most popular show is the Rachel Maddow show. And she's brilliant. She averages she's like 900,000 viewers a night. Okay. She's she's very partisan, to be fair. But she's Bill O'Reilly, the most popular show on Fox News, averages about 3 million views a night. Trump Ooh. has, what, 24 million followers on Twitter? Yeah, so how about that? That's basically <laughs> like that's basically saying like I validate you all. Like I right. have a, I have a broader reach than you because I have more Twitter followers. So the next thing Trump did, he's refused to answer questions from the press. Well, and Sean Spicer did that when and during one of his huge lies that he had was this was the largest audience to ever witness an an inauguration. Period. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, I'm not taking questions. Okay, bye. But do you remember the day he printed off the tweets and had them? Like, what is this, man? Like, is this middle school? I don't even, I don't even know. But like, what what's scary about it is not only is he blatantly lying about things that are easily disproved, but then on the opposite side, he's not taking questions from the media because he's labeled them. And you can go back into his tweets, the opposition party. Like he tweeted the opposition party, and then in parentheses wrote the media. That's dangerous. When you have people thinking that the media is a part of the opposition, no, free press, freedom of press is what allows us to do or to function in the democracy that we have. It's like watching it crumble because he doesn't like what people say about him. He doesn't like to be held accountable. He doesn't like to be fact-checked. He doesn't like anybody telling him that what he's saying is not true. Because honestly, sometimes I, I feel like he's got to know that he's blatantly lying. But then on the other side, I feel like he really does live in some type of like alternate reality. Because there's no way. How do you, how do you do a lot of things that he's done? But 
he got upset with the, I think he placed the gag order on environmental groups or was it on Twitter? Yeah, on their social media. Right. Because he didn't want them tweeting anything that was fact, that we all know us logical people have accepted as fact because it's an evidence-based approach. Right. You all don't tweet at all. And so that's when they they created like all of these alternate handles and they were going in. They still are. I follow pretty much all of them. But he, I think what happened, were, were they tweeting like aerial pictures of the yeah, inauguration? That's what, that's what started. They were tweeting and then the comparison started arising between 2009 and 2000, well, sorry, 2009's inauguration and 2017's inauguration or yeah. 11 or what have you. And he just, his feelings got hurt. So because his feelings got hurt, that he didn't have enough people at his inaugural crowd. Not only that, there were more people at the Women's March, which I attended. It was marvelous. We can get to that in a second. Um, so he, there are more people at the protest march than at the, the, the crowd to celebrate him. So his feelings got hurt. So he was like, you know what? Facts, they're not a thing. CC, you know, Kellyanne Conway and alternate facts. He wasn't he wasn't lying. He was providing alternate facts. So speaking of alternate facts. They don't exist. Even the dictionary came at her for that. So <laughs> last night I was watching Trump's pick for Supreme Court, which I think he'll be approved. Which made um, my face melt. And he's the youngest nominee, so he's going to be on the court for quite some time because yeah. they get to serve until they die. Yeah, but he was approved unanimously uh for the federal bench so it's gonna be hard for anyone to say oh i had to change your heart or we learn this now but the democratic party of virginia which i'm a member of i'm not tweeted out a t-shirt link oh i know you send it to me about alternate facts a t-shirt right but we don't have any strategy. We don't have anything moving forward. How we're going to organize. They got to make that money, Coop. Money for what? I don't know. It's your party. I'm asking. Do, 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 <laughs> do, do, do. A t-shirt link. Really. But let, let's get back to Trump. Trump threatened martial law on Chicago. Which is another point of him just being butt hurt. I'm going to send in the feds. And you know, the issue with that is, so we do all of us talking about gun violence specifically in Chicago. Right. We do. Per capita, Chicago is not even in top 10 most dangerous cities in the country. Which is really interesting to me because I think there are two reasons for that. One, Rahm Emanuel, who I am not a fan of. I am not keeping for him in any way, shape, or form. Neither I think he I. needs to step, step down. He should have stepped down quite some time ago, especially behind, I believe it was Laquan McDonald. And amongst other things that he should have stepped down for. But he basically said some things that Donald Trump didn't like. So he was upset. And then I also think it's a dig at Obama because, you know, he calls that his home city. And he has a lot of pride in being what he says, like working in Chicago for so long. So I really feel like that's a dig at Obama. It kind of much in the way that I feel like Donald Trump, he... He doesn't think things through. He just, he sees something. He's impulsive. He's impulsive and he just attacks it. Much like with the John Lewis incident where he was like, he needs to go back and fix his district, which is so crime ridden (laughs) and all these horrible things. 
And John Lewis represents some of the more wealthy parts of Atlanta. Of Georgia in general, yeah. Right. And I mean, that's not to say it's completely free of crime or it's completely free of what have you, but you see a black representative and you just automatically assume that the district that they represent is horrible and crime-ridden and sad, very sad. I really need him to find a thesaurus, just a pocket thesaurus, you know? Uh, You know, he's also using a private server. No, I did not know that. Yeah, he's using a private server, and his tweets are coming from his private Android phone. But emails. And and, and Gmail. But her emails. I wonder if it's Donald J. Trump at gmail.com. But her emails, Coop, national security. That's why we couldn't, why, that's why people couldn't vote for her. He also made the Hyde Amendment permanent. He did. So the Hyde Amendment is a provision that basically bars the federal or certain federal funds from paying for abortion except for in instances where you want to incest or rape right where to save the woman's life right but it bars any and all federal funds from providing those types of provisions i don't think from my understanding those agencies can't get any type of funds so, like, if that's only, we can just say Planned Parenthood, for example. If 1% of the procedures that they do are abortions, like, they can't get funds for any of the other procedures. I'll have to look into that a little bit more. But either way, is dumb. I'm very disappointed that's something that they've made permanent. It's sad. It's very, very sad. What's I'm- also incredibly, incredibly sad is him expediting the Dakota Access Pipeline as well as I believe the Keystone Pipeline Mm -hmm. which we had a full episode about the ramifications of no Daple still coining that (laughs) and how the American government has completely but don't forget at the end of that episode we also said that Trump was a stakeholder we did we knew it was gonna happen yeah. But what's just disappointing is that he would make it a priority. You know what I mean? It's like, this is my priority to continue to disregard Native peoples of the United States. And not just Native peoples, but just people in general who've yeah. been fighting for this, against it. He's not your president. He's definitely not my president. I need Barack Obama. President Barack Obama, POTUS number 44, to take his backwards cap that he's walking around on vacation with, flip it to the front. Now, you know what? I'm going to let him. I'm going to let him live because I really feel like if I were President Obama, I would be on vacation right now, too. And I would be on vacation for some time so I could forget about how unloyal everybody been. America won't loyal. I mean, we were because we technically we did vote. These for Hillary Clinton. Chris Brown. Chris. Oh my gosh. We, as a whole, voted for Hillary Clinton. So we were loyal. It's, we got to work on Middle America, man. I've already told you my thoughts about Middle America, so that doesn't change. I feel like there's a whole lot of polarization going on. I was watching Sean Hannity the other day, like two days ago. Because I'm a masochist and I enjoy watching Fox News. Sometimes it's funny. 
sometimes, sometimes it's it just like it's so funny that you actually think that this is believable the sad part is that a lot of people believe it but newt gingrich said that and i quote liberals are deranged like he used those words so when you have a prominent television show and that's just something that can be said and there's no pushback there's no commentary on it the all we're doing is being pushed further and further away then trump implemented a muslim ban he did although he says it's not a muslim ban but he he tweeted that it was a ban he did say it was a ban but he's also saying it's not a muslim ban i saw that on sean hannity the other day too he's saying it can't be a Muslim ban because the the country with the largest number of Muslim or people of Muslim faith is Indonesia and it's not on the travel ban. Mm. But Rudy Giuliani, though, threw everybody in a spiral because he, he said, Donald Trump asked me how I could do a Muslim ban legally. And I t- this is what I told him. Right. Which is why we're calling it a Muslim ban. A lot of places that aren't on that list donald trump has ties to like saudi arabia like saudi arabia where the majority of the 9-11 terrorists came from. absolutely uh, so trump's executive order blocked citizens from iran iraq libya somalia sudan syria and yemen and they also placed an indefinite ban on syrian refugees so they can't come to america there's there's a couple of things that trouble me about this. And, you know, I've already I've been at the protests at airports and, and things. Oh, of so you've that been nature. turning up like that? Of course. I've been pro how, I've how, been protesting. How about that? How about that? Okay. It's been I've been to at least a minimum of three. Made my little signs, been hollering and screaming all up and down the street. <laughs> wow. But what's troubling for me in a number of ways is First, a very recent poll. So it's, Jan- I think, January 30th to the 31st, a poll found that roughly one in two Americans back the ban, which kind of hard to find words for. You know, you've got people saying things like... It makes us safer. Yeah, it makes us safer, or it's merely an inconvenience to hold people and handcuff them and check their Facebook accounts and ask them about their feelings about Donald Trump. And their cell phones. And no, their no, cell like, phones. Like, let's just keep it real here for a second. Like, these are people that have, the majority of these people have been vetted for years at a time. Oh, absolutely. Before they and, even and, got and over so, here. We already had a vetting system. Right. Years. Like, you don't just say, oh, I want to come to America today and then tomorrow you get a green card and you come. Right. And so then like the economic impact. Oh, yeah. Like Google. The intellectual. Yeah. Google told all the employees to come back. I know in South Carolina it was like a PhD student that went home and she was like, I can't come back now. The LA Lakers was was even tweeting saying, hey, um, Lou Olding is from Sudan, so can he not go to Toronto to play in a game? Right, like, and then will he not be allowed permit? Will he not but, be permitted back? But not to mention, like this whole notion about safety. So there was this jerk on Facebook. He was the first person I've ever blocked in my life. Oh, I block people left and but, right. Block. So I'm I'm blocked. perfectly fine with people having a different opinion. Like actually, I welcome it, but. 
he was he was just saying, "Oh, you're ignorant. Like you don't know what you're talking about. It's not a Muslim ban, and it makes us safer." And so, how? And he was like, "Don't talk about safety until you have children." I was like, "With all due respect, do you do your children go to public schools? Do your children do they go to the grocery store? Do they go to places of worship? Like you're more likely to be killed in those places than you are to be killed by a Muslim immigrant. Well, you're more likely to be killed." You're right. By lightning than you are to be killed by someone from one of these countries. Which is interesting because I got all these facts from an unlikely, an unexpected source. You should you guys go uh, check out Kim Kardashian West. She was she was tweeting statistics the other day that says you are more likely to be killed by an armed toddler. Yeah. Than an Islamic jihadist terrorist. Yeah. More likely. That's bananas and the thing about it is people are keep talking about oh it's gonna make us safer and i watch and i keep coming back for kelly i keep coming for kelly and conway because some of the stuff that she says just does not make sense she was talking about how san bernardino wouldn't have happened had we had stronger vetting processes well let's think about it the male perpetrator in the san bernardino shootings was born in america so mm-hmm. explain to me how this is going to make us safer. Second, his wife, who was from Pakistan, still would have been able to get in on the uh, into this country because from the countries you named, I don't believe Pakistan was on the list. So you're just fear mongering and trying to like throw all of these names of horrible instances out as your backup. But there's who is who is fact checking? But but people? if they cared so much about safety, like why don't we have background checks for gun purchases? If we they cared so much about safety, we would have be. If having, they cared so much about safety, they would remove Donald J. Trump from president. I'm just I was going to say something else. I was going to say they would just be checking all. Uh, you know, we were. More, I'm more likely to be killed by a white terrorist, Christian Stop lying. terrorist. No, than a, I would. It's a proximity it's crime. The, it doesn't it. matter. White Christian terrorist is a proximity crime. The, Tell me about no, Dylan no, Roof was a proximity no, crime. No, you're not Tell more likely that. to be killed. I am. Oh, than an Islamic God. jihadist terrorist? Oh, maybe than an Islamic In America, jihadist. yes, yep. I am. Okay. So, um, excuse me, I need white Christian males. Where is our vetting process? Excuse me. You're being so extra I'm, right I'm now. not being extra. You're if I'm so more extra. likely to be killed by them, wh- where that at? I'll, I'll wait. So. Because they don't care. The other thing that Donald Trump did last week. I want a vetting process for white Christian males. That's all I've got to say. We're gonna he continue. signed an executive order to build the wall. The wall. <laughs> Mexico is pretty much stuck up a huge middle finger to this man. So, oh, yeah. So, so, so <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the interesting thing about it because all along he kept saying they're going to build a wall. And they're going to pay for it. And they're, we're going to build a wall and they're going to pay for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So when he signed the executive order, he said, actually, we probably won't have to front them the money and we'll get it back from them. So everyone's like, okay, whatever. And so Mexico's like, nah, we ain't even meeting with you, whatever. So then Donald Trump comes out and says, they're going to pay for this wall through an export tax. No, he said, he said it's at first he said it's going to be very complicated. It's going to yeah. be a very complicated matter. And that's my plan. That's my plan is it's going to be complicated. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that clarification. That's that's the most clarification we've gotten on pretty much anything that he's given us lately. Yeah. 
And and so then we learned that all products that were imported to America from Mexico would have a 20% tax. Which if he actually understood economics and I'm 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 going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say I have a probably a better understanding of economics probably than- Definitely have a better understanding of economics. I teach economics to eighth graders. Do you not understand that by putting a 20% tax on imports from Mexico, all you're doing is driving up the price for Americans who have to buy those products, which in turn means in this complicated manner, we're just paying for the wall twice almost. Or just paying for it at all. Well, not to mention... We don't get paid back. But not to mention, Danielle, the interesting thing about it is in America, we only... Our taxes... We we never tax anyone to import anything in here. Like all of our trade agreements and everything, all products are taxed on exports. So, like we're in violation of all of our trade agreements by imposing this this new tariff on Mexico. Well, he said and, and then Lindsey Graham, the senator from South Carolina, was like, I mean, he got to watch out. Those margaritas and Coronas going up. <laughs> like, But, like, we, we're pretty much going to be in... I mean, they're not paying for that wall. We're going to be in violation of a lot of treaties come in these coming days. Like, literally, I had a moment, and I texted it to Coop, this morning, my phone went off so I could go to the gym. <laughs> and literally, I'm so embarrassed by this. Literally, in my half awakeness, I rolled over and I was like, who cares if I'm fat if I'm going to be dead? Donald Trump is going to kill us all. I turned off my alarm and I rolled back over. I went back to sleep, which is so problematic. But I literally had that moment. Like, he is going to continue to alienate us from the rest of the world. And we saw how isolationism worked for us right before World War One, And we saw how isolationism worked for us right before World War Two. Oh, wait, our only ally will probably end up being Russia, MBD, possibly Britain, because they're on their own like trip kick right now. They're they're Brexit. tripping over there. So yeah, but they got a petition said Donald Trump ain't welcome. Yeah, but their prime minister is kissing his butt. So whatever their petitions are. Yeah, our but, petitions but right so, now. The other thing, like I saw an article about BMW CEO the other day, because like BMW builds all of their sedans in Mexico. Right. And BMW was like, oh no, like this is not going to work. And so Trump was like, well, bring your jobs back here. And so it's not that simple. Right. But, but that's the way he makes it seem. That's the front. And anybody who tries to fact check him, that's false news. That's why he's framing his narrative so that his propaganda machine is the only thing that's going to be believed. Yeah, so his idea is that we have 300 million people in America. We are probably the largest consumers of a number of these cars, and they're going to want to sell them in America. So if he can make them bring their jobs back here, unemployment will go down. So it's really, and I, I put this on my Facebook status, he's running the country in the same manner that he ran his companies right into the ground right into the techniques and bullying people like that's what he is and you know his whole thing was i have more money than you you'll lose money in court costs and so you're just going to cower down to me that's who he is but let's get back to this wall so i think there are a few things we need to establish number one 45 to 50% of our undocumented 
immigrants in America were once documented. So they came here on a visa and one type or another and it expired. So this whole notion of people just walking across the border, that's not the case. Number two, the majority of our immigrants don't come from Mexico anymore. Really? So where are they coming from? They're coming from like other places in Central America. Oh, yeah. So this whole like this Mexican wall, once again, is it's frivolous. Donald Trump is preying on people's ignorance and fears. Absolutely. And, and, and ignorance is a huge part of it, because if he thinks that there's something that one of my students said last year that I still find to be hilarious to, to this day, Xavier, when the wall was first mentioned, he, he goes, Miss Green, Donald Trump is real dumb. And I was like, Xavier, what are you talking about? He said, build a wall. He don't think these people know how to how to build tunnels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they already have tunnels. <laughs> he was so because he was just so like, so he thinks that a wall is just going to stop illegal immigration. There are ways around it. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, the thing so far that has really shaken me in terms of his not knowing where his powers lie and where they don't has come as an extension of his Muslim ban. So the wall, I feel like, yeah, he said, okay, we're going to try and figure out a way how to do it, but it hasn't started being built yet. It hasn't, no money's been funneled that way yet. But I really feel like he doesn't understand where his power stopped. So we had on January 30th, 2017, what we've been calling the Monday Night Massacre, which is named after the Saturday Night Massacre of Richard Nixon from the 70s. I think it's like 1973, four-ish, in which the acting attorney general, Sally Yates, basically put everyone on notice that she was not going to defend his travel ban. Right. She said she found it to be unconstitutional. She said she felt like it was un-American and that she was not going to waste time. She turned up in this statement. She really did turn up. And I think she turned up because she knew what was coming. She knew there was no way that she was going to publicly defy him in the way that she did. And the chopping block wasn't going to happen. And Donald Trump took the bait. Hours later. Not it was like it wasn't it was, even a day. It was day. like an hour. It was Literally. like an hour later. Fired her. Yeah. And did you see the statement that he sent out though? Which was bananas. This is the. This is really when I was like, we are moving towards moving towards an autocratic form of government. Form of government. And it's just like, it's not even the fact that he just announced that he relieved her of her duties and then named someone else it, in his rep- in The diplomatic place. thing to do is always, thank you for your service. Right. You know, you're, you've been a great servant leader. You've been a career prosecutor. But no, now, Donald Trump uses an opportunity to like... Slay her, like try to embarrass her. Like he, the acting, and I quote, this is, this is the statement on the appointment of Dana Boenti as acting attorney general. And I quote, the acting attorney general, Sally Lates, Yates, has betrayed the Department of Justice. Betrayed. Carry on, carry on, carry The on. Department of Justice by refusing to enforce a legal order designed to protect the citizens of the United States. This order was approved as to form and legality 
by the Department of Justice Office of Legal Counsel. Oh, listen to this part. Miss Yates is an Obama administration appointee who is weak on borders and very weak on illegal immigration. It is time to get serious about protecting our country. Calling for tougher vetting for individuals traveling from seven dangerous places is not extreme. Please tell me when the last person, American person, was killed by a terrorist from one of those seven places on American soil. I'll I'll wait. Okay. It is reasonable and necessary to protect. Okay, I've heard enough of that. So the troubling thing is for me. He tries to assassinate her. So, so Her character, not her in real life. So For you literalists out there. Let's just, when, when people take those oaths of office, their oath is to the Constitution. Not to the president, not to the White House. And, and so, like, the ironic thing about all of this was Jeff Sessions, the man that's trying to become the attorney general now, like, he grilled Yates during her appointment. He did. Like, during her confirmation hearings and said... He you did. you have to do things that's not that may not be pleasing to the president, but in the best interest of the country. You have your oath is to the Constitution. Jeff and, Sessions said there will come a time where you have to say no to the president of the United States of America. Will you do it? You have to watch out because people will be asking you to do things you need, just need to say no about. Do you think the attorney general has a responsibility to say no to the president? Uh, if he asks for something that's improper. A lot of people have defended the Lynch nomination, for example, by saying, well, he appoints somebody who's going to execute his views. What's wrong with that? But if the views the president wants to execute are unlawful, should the attorney general or the deputy attorney general say no? Uh, Senator, I believe that the attorney general or the deputy attorney general has an obligation to follow the law and the Constitution and to give their independent legal advice to the president. She said no, and it cost her her job. So, to be fair, we did expect Yates to probably be removed whenever, uh, I pray is not Sessions, but whenever the new attorney general takes office. It's not uncommon, but she has served in both Republican and Democratic administrations. She has. She's been a career prosecutor often regarded as a, an upright citizen that protects the constitution but the manner that he fired her was probably unprecedented since nixon disrespectful and it was disgusting it perpetuates this idea that if you cross donald trump like you aren't doing anything for the constitution you aren't doing what's in the best interest of the country you do what donald trump says or else which is scary that's really really scary and what's gonna happen when people need to investigate him because that was the whole to huge thing behind the saturday night massacre that happened with nixon they they wouldn't carry out his order to nixon's order to dismiss special prosecutor archibald cox and the next thing we know not less than a year later he's getting impeached over the same watergate scandal that there that the special prosecutor is trying to investigate right let me say this for a second. I believe that freedom of thought, press, religion, transparency in government, separation of powers are what really makes America the greatest country in the world. But over the past 12 days, I've seen these things become obsolete by the hour. And so with Trump, 
I'm y'all resident optimist on the show. He really is because, you know, I'm halfway one foot in the aisle of just light everything on fire and start over. But I'm not there. I said halfway there. But Coop is optimistic. I always, I'm, when you show me who you are, I don't have no hope She's for you to be anything one. else. No, I don't want to say cynical. I want to say more, I'm a, I'm a realist. When you, when you show me what you are, I go with that. I don't, I don't think about what you could be thinking about. I don't want to give you the benefit of the doubt. So, so I think this is important because a lot of people are saying, well, he, he really needs congressional approval for a lot of these executive orders. How's he setting it up? If you defy him, what happens to you? But I don't think I don't think we have people in Congress that would stand up to him because even on things like this Muslim ban, the vice president was once against it. Right. Uh, he tweeted it and which Paul, has since been dismissed. Paul Ryan was once against it. Of course. And all of a sudden now since Trump says it, like as president, everyone just goes along with it. They fall in line. You know, it was like for the first forty eight hours, I think only three Republicans in Congress have spoken out against this Muslim ban. It's embarrassing. And so I'm not very hopeful that we could have stopped some of these things in Congress. But I think Trump sees himself as a populist, which is crazy. Spicer, I think, keeps trying to trying to like make it seem like he's more populist than anything. Yeah, but part of him being a populist means that he has to be popular, right? And I think, and for those of y'all that know me, you're probably gonna say, "I can't believe he's saying this," but because he wants to be so popular, like I think we have to take active approaches to resist him. Every chance we get. Like I've been more active on Facebook over the past 12 days than I've probably been in since undergrad. Every chance we get, Cooper? This isn't a, well, are you going to give him a chance? Is that We gave you, him a chance. You, we're not We're not giving him. We gave him a chance. It's time to turn up. giving him a chance? I gave him a chance. What? I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I don't even know. I mean, I'm so pleased. <laughs> I can't even help it because so, he, he so, showed us who he was a long time ago. So Danielle texted me this weekend like about the Muslim Bay and and I think she just sent me like the eyes emoji or something. Oh, yeah. The looking eyes. And I was like, why are you looking at me? Like, what are you doing? Oh, I was <laughs> trying to see what you were going to say. And she was like, is this the same coop? So I didn't say it that nicely, but <laughs> <laughs> well, we turned up in text messages. <laughs> I think we have to take an active approach to discredit him every chance we get. Absolutely. Especially because he discredits himself every chance that he, every time he opens his mouth, that's exactly what he does. He discredits himself. And so, you know, at Ain't No Free Lunch, we oftentimes highlight problems. We always try to give you solutions. We're at least try, give you something, something, little smatting on the side. And I think that's what this show, in essence, really boils down to tonight. Teaching you all to fight like hell to stop Donald J. Trump in his path. So, what are our solutions, Coop? So, number one, I think call your senators and have them oppose every Trump appointment. Which, at this point, it's working. Not everybody's getting... Some people are getting confirmed. 
Yeah, some of them are getting confirmed. Some people are definitely getting confirmed. But but, if, but the, the truth of the matter is we won't win every battle. Oh, we can't. We're, we don't have the majority, and I, we're nowhere near the majority. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is that I, I think we have to be selective about our battles. Like, some people would be like, okay, that person, you know, like the Supreme Court nominee, I think he probably will get in. You know, that's going to be one of those battles when, like, you know, we'll fight it, but... But at this point, I think we have to really harp on that whole notion of voter accountability. I I, I, I just want to say in terms of the Supreme Court nominee, like I really do have a lot of stress about him coming in because not only is he a part of the lawyer, like I think he was one of the judges that ruled on the Hobby Lobby decision. Yeah, he was. But he is an originalist of the Constitution, which is terrifying because originalists of the constitution if you don't really understand that concept basically what it is is they feel like the way we interpret the constitution should be what the founders intended it to be the founding fathers yeah absolutely so so they try to get into the founding fathers mind the same founding fathers that enslaved people that look like oh yeah enslaved people who raped raped people people, who stole from people who did all kinds of like horrible things but what what we should do is just operate oh, based off of intention and not oh, look at it as a living and breathing document. Oh, I thought that you were describing uh, our current president. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. So this is my thing. And I think this is probably why I've grown a few new gray hairs over the past 12 days. Or are you just getting old? Watch your mouth. <laughs> I think Trump has a monopoly on all branches of government he does because while some people look at the judicial branch just as the supreme court like we cannot forget that president obama had appointed like 23 federal judges right that they never had hearings on them right and so not to mention republicans in 25 states republicans have both chambers of the state legislature it's terrifying and man. the governor's mansion so they really have a mandate on in america right now and we really need to start winning those seats prior to the 2020 because then we can help with redistricting and you know changing some of these in case anyone was wondering uh there are 642 days until midterm elections come november 6 2018 so let's hit the, the ground running Oh, but let's keep let's keep on going. So calling and we're going to place emphasis on calls, letters, emails and tweets. All of those things are fine. But calls are really what get the needle moving. You have to you it's it's so much easier to say no to someone that you don't have to address. And and you really should be calling people that serve you. So while it sounds great right now for us to call a senator in North Carolina, but they don't owe us anything. Right. I live in Virginia. Right. And I'm holding and, and so Senator wh- Tim Kaine and Senator Mark Warner. And when you, ca- and when you call, they ask for a city and a zip code. And they also like, they have databases where they can look you up. Right. And they please don't call them a bunch of times. They have call ID. You're, you're <laughs> blocking the line from someone else. From someone but else. Just really yeah. call. And if that means calling every single day and just telling them what, because Far too often they say they never hear our perspective. Right. But the, what the thing is, is you definitely need to flood them. But at the same time, I don't want to discredit letters and emails. 
little and bit of tweets. tweets. The tweets are important, but at the same time, unless you're getting great traction on your tweet, letters and emails are huge. So tonight, Coop and I are actually going to go to a friend of mine. She's having a letter writing party tour candidates or not candidates elected officials and we're just going to be sitting there and we're going to be writing and we're going to be mailing and we're going to be filling their inboxes with letters saturating them right of of letters of concern of disappointment of things that we're happy that they're done that 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 they've done and that they're doing write these people i think we should host one yeah i'm down with it but but we should also like a letter writing party we have to when we are communicating with them like we have to be able to uh articulate our thoughts and concerns like don't just don't write them and say how about that <laughs> <laughs> catch me outside right definitely don't do that but Another thing that you can do, and it, it's not directly related to Donald Trump, it's not directly related to our senators or our congresspersons, but I encourage everyone here as a, as a mode of resistance to find your local mosque. Call and express your concern and your support and ask how you can help. Yeah, and, and even attend a service there. Right. I, I, mean, I, I went to a Juma one time and... It was a different experience, but I definitely appreciate it. And I, I plan to go back. There's a lot of stress in those communities right now. And I feel like knowing that they are not alone or they're not surrounded by people who hate them as it seems like day after day, that's what, what it appears, can can go a mile. I mean, volunteer, see what you can do. Or even if that if that's not something that you plan on doing, at least give them a call. Write them a letter. And say that, you know, I respect you and your right to be a part of this community and you are just as much of an American as I am. I think that's really, really important, showing, reaching out and supporting people who need it the most. Yeah, and actually, I, I sent a message to a few of my Muslim friends the other day and I told them, I said, it's disgusting that in 2017, I even have to think this, text it, say it, but I'm praying for you all. I'm here for you all. And you have an ally in me, no matter what. And sometimes that's all you got to say. But I, I'm sure they would love for you to volunteer and help as sure. well. So The next thing, I think we really need to find leaders and put people in office who can turn our progressive ideas into votes. And I think that really needs to start in state houses. And in Virginia, that starts this year. So we need to primary everyone who does, is not standing in the way of what Donald Trump is trying to achieve. I'm going to primary the heck out of everyone. Does like that, that mean upset, that you're running for something? Oh, no, that's oh, not my place. You oh. know I say too many inflammatory things to be anybody's politician. Oh, so we about to Eric Cantor some elected officials. I, that's what I'm about to Dave Bradham. So Eric Cantor, he got upset by the Tea Party's David Bra- Dave, Dave Brad, And yeah. I'm, I'm not opposed to doing that. Let's go. I'm going to find me a campaign. I'm going to work on it. If you are not doing what it is that you said that you're doing, this is an all call to all candidates. I need you to to beware November 6, 2018, because yeah. I'm coming for you. How mm. about that? How about that? <laughs> so it, I think what we're saying, y'all, is do whatever you feel comfortable doing, though. So we know everyone won't run for all things. Absolutely not. That's not my place. Yeah. Everyone cannot or will not protest. You know, I'm I'm I I love a little protest. I find any protest, I'll be right in the middle. <laughs> but ultimately, whatever you feel comfortable doing, do it. You know, if you're a writer, 
write letters to your editor every chance you get. If you're a cook, cook hot meals and carry them to protesters. If, you know, if you have a little bit of extra spare change, buy bottled water. Like whatever you feel comfortable doing, do it. Because I think this is this is what we really have a misconception about the power of protests. Mm-hmm. Because you know, people always say, "Well, Dr. King protested," but they also had a legislative arm. Right, And I think sometimes when we get together, we protest and we feel good. We feel unified for those couple hours. But then we go home and we didn't really change anything. And, and truthfully, I feel like Trump is waiting us out. On He's waiting for things. us to get tired. But, but I, Because he said, oh, they got to go back to work. They don't get tired of it. It's going to lose his pizzazz. And so then I can do something else. I just I, I want to push back a little bit because I think this is a time where we need to be stepping outside of our comfort zones. I'm not saying that if you are uncomfortable with protests, you need to go jump on the stage and make a speech. But I do think that this is a play a space where we need to be pushing our bounds and pushing our boundaries because they are waiting for us to be tired. So while we do need to do everything that it is that we are comfortable doing, take that extra step. Say, you know what? I'm really uncomfortable with this. So I'm just going to push myself just a little bit because this is how much this matters to me. Saving our democracy. Because honestly, at the end of the day, it's going to be our indifference that does us in. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that because everyone keeps saying, to all the people who saying, you know, this isn't the America I know. It's the America I know. We had slavery, Jim Crow, internment camps, lynchings. America, when allowed to do whatever it is, I was going to say something real inflammatory. <laughs> Whatever the power structure, specifically the white male power structure, wants to do when they get to do that, this is what America looks like. So we got to start pushing ourselves out of our comfort zones to get to where it is that we want to be instead of falling back into this like regressive period that we constantly do. Every time we get two steps forward, sometimes we take a step back. Sometimes in our case right now, we're taking three steps back. And if that's not concerning enough for people to step outside of their comfort zone, we got a problem. We get what we get. So what do you think about boycotting Donald Trump's network? We need to get a list of all of the things that he's involved in. I feel like he has a hand in so much. Yeah. Liberty University. Steph Curry is going to be there next month. He is. I ain't going. I mean, that's bae. I'm not going either just because Liberty is way out the way. Not really, but... It is out the way. I'm not driving, what, two hours? Also, Jerry. Steph Curry probably, probably voted for Donald Trump. He probably didn't. Okay. Don't do it. Don't do it. Your blasphemy is unwanted here. (laughs) I hope. (laughs) I hope. Oh, my Jesus. I just got hot. (laughs) She has an, she has, she's having a personal summer, y'all. Oh, my gosh. And I love Aisha Curry, too. So I just I can't them as a unit voting for Donald Trump. I follow her on all forms of social media. I need to purchase her cook her cookbook. It, those things look good. But we definitely need to. I feel like at this point, if we're going to boycott something, it has to be something that's going to happen on a personal level. I feel like there are things that we have attempted to boycott in the past but you need to we need to get a full list honestly and i don't even know if we can get a full list of all of the the businesses that are affiliated with him not just the ones that support him but the ones that are affiliated with him i mean i know i won't be staying in trump towers it's not like they're missing anything i was never gonna stay in trump towers but i'm just saying that i might have i might have been able to but i'm definitely not 
Yeah, you know, speaking of that, I think this entire presidency is all about Donald Trump making money. It is. It's about and, building his wealth. And so, like, I saw this story the he other day be president. that said that Mike Pence has been, like, excluded because this is all about, like, Steve Bannon. It is. President Donald Bannon, Trump. who doesn't have a dog. Don't trust people who don't like dogs. And uh, Bannon also didn't have to be approved. Do you like dogs? Yeah. Coop doesn't like dogs, guys. He's <laughs> That's like why dogs. he got so quiet. <laughs> I like dogs, but I don't know about like <laughs> inside dogs, you know, like I have rules. So Never trust someone who doesn't love a dog. I'm just saying. I like dogs, but like not on the bed, you yeah, know, like yeah, rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't like dogs. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want you guys to know how quiet he got. Okay, Afro Puff. My puff is real cute. And don't come for my Afro Puff. It is February 1st. Happy Black History Month, y'all. You see how he's coming for me? Are you telling me you don't like my natural hair? Is that what you're saying? No, I support Massage and noir? Is that what you're saying? You don't like my natural hair? No, I appreciate it. No, no, no. No, 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 no. See, I should try to turn this around. <laughs> oh, now. I definitely will turn it around. So, Happy Black History Month, guys, though. I'm super excited about it. Danielle texted me today and said that she was trying to get, like, Beyonce. She <laughs> twins. She got baby fever. Who? Wait, what? I'm you talking about Black that? No, that was not oh, me. Oh. I do not have baby fever. You must have got hacked, then. I don't even want a plant. <laughs> well. But I feel like. What you feel like? It's Black History Month, so we got to turn up for the culture and make sure that we get episodes in. You don't want to be unavailable. I'm, I'm definitely not Going unavailable. Going to Michigan in the not in, not in February. It's 28 days of turn up. So are we going to do 28 episodes? Not 28 episodes, oh. but we should try to make it like once, once a week. I'm committed to it for 2017, consistency. Okay. But anyway, I feel like we should just... Yeah, I was going to say let them listen to Donald Trump's statement on African-Americans or Black History Month. No. But I won't. I no. won't. It's really embarrassing. Well, it's, a, it's, it's awful, mm. actually. And I won't let him discredit us. So happy to be nappy, y'all, even though Coop just hated on my Afro puff. It's okay. He doesn't like women with natural hair. That's another discussion for another day. It's fine. Please do not slander my name. Who slandered anything? Please do not slander my name. Did we eat today? I think we definitely ate today. And I think I'm, I was going to say we should keep hope alive. But at this point, <laughs> I think fight that the fight. we need to fight the fight and not even the good fight. It's getting to the point where, I mean, Koo probably won't, you know, approve of this. But I'm down to punch some Nazis. <laughs> too far. Too far. Never too far. Hey, so never too far. do us a favor. Share this with a friend. Absolutely. We're about to turn up for the month of February, not only for the culture, not only for black people, but we're going to keep you updated with what we're, we're doing. Definitely what we're doing in terms of resisting this administration, what it means. We're going to not focus on it every single episode because we understand that self-care is important and that we need to be making America better. Right. Or, you know, making America better, but you got to take care of you first. So don't expect that every episode is going to be about Donald Trump, but we will throw in tidbits. So that way we're all on the same page as to when major things happen. And those major things are going to continue to happen because what he's trying to do is tire us out. And we just got to show him that we've got more fight in us than he thinks we do. Facts. Alternative facts. Not alternative facts. Go somewhere. You can leave. All right, guys. 
Thanks for listening.